Hey guys, Triple Whale is now offering post-purchase surveys absolutely free. Go check it out and enjoy the episode. Dude, and the like government is just obsessed with going after small business. I, this is the part yeah. that pisses me off. Like, why are they so obsessed with going after this? What is it that Missouri wants from me? Like, why does Missouri want you to spend $2,000 with your accountant to pay them 25 bucks yeah. so yeah. badly? Hello, my name is Sarah Levenger. This is the Pit Stop Podcast. Today, we are talking to Paul, let me say your last name correct. Ralphson? Raffleson? Raffleson? That's what you ask. I like both. I like Raffleson better. It's easier. It just goes off the tongue better. Everybody, my last name is Levenger. It's very Jewish. My husband's family is Jewish. And okay. Every, I've had people call me Levenger before, and that's... That means that you can't have a like a handbag for furniture business. Definitely not. Yeah. We Especially not the right. way I look. Because I'm very Hispanic and people just look at me funny. They're like, what? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah there's a I, big store in Florida, Levin, Levin, Levengers, they call mm -hmm. it. Oh, right yeah. Boca Raton. I used to, yep. And you get like cool mm -hmm. pens and all There's a furniture. lot of Levengers. I didn't realize, but they're all over the country. There's like hundreds yeah. of thousands of them. Like I said, Jewish Italian is his family heritage. So there's just like millions of them. I can't very, I can complain though, because I'm Hispanic. So there's millions of us as well. Where are you guys based on? Are you guys in the South? Are you guys in Florida? Are you? Uh... No, we're in Colorado. His whole family Colorado. settled. Like we are deep rooted uh, in Colorado. Love. Denver area? Fort Collins. Fort Collins. Anybody okay. knows where Fort Collins is? I have uh, a sister Denver. in Denver. My sister's no in Denver Ram? downtown. There's nothing here you would know unless you want to come and drink and be in a college town. That's it. You, you, we hike a lot. There's really nothing else in Fort Collins going on. So Yeah, it's like healthy, bunch of healthy people who wants to be around that. <laughs> Healthy drinking. I'm, I much rather it's prefer the beautiful suburban New York lifestyle where cortisol just flows through freely in the air, makes you sick. Cortisol and cosmopolitan. Like, That's how yeah. we do it in New York. I do love New York. I'm excited about this next step, though, because you kind of broke down a ton of stuff in the last episode for us about how Amazon really is changing how e-com brands get taxed because they're, I mean, and mom and pop, really, just small businesses. It was... Can you dive, like, deeper into that, specifically okay. on, like, what that changed for the actual smaller brands. Because obviously we're at e-com on this side. Lots and lots of brand founders who are, do very well, multi-million dollars a year. But sure. again, they're different than Amazon. It's a totally yeah. different group. <laughs> so so let, what changed and what should we look for? So let's start by defining the problem. with like What's wrong with taxes? At, we know federal tax. We all pay the IRS, right? Yeah. Hopefully we do. Or we, we <laughs> file a form with them. Taxes. Right. But when you have... The obligation. Did you know that there's 12,000 state and local jurisdictions that you have lot. to comply with? I did not know that, but that's. Yeah, if you're Walmart or Wayfair or one of these big companies, like it's 12,000. And we've yeah. got sales tax, right? So you know, tax, it was just the taxes you're supposed to collect from the customer and give to the government. Actually, technically, use tax if you're an internet seller, but let's not go into that nerdiness. Okay. <laughs> then there's like sometimes there's property tax on the property you might have in the state. You have to pay. You might pay that on your house, right? Yeah, Businesses yeah, sometimes yeah. have to pay property tax on inventory or on. Then there might be franchise tax, which is like tax on the equity value of your business, yeah, right? That makes sense. Some states will tax the equity of your business, right? So your net asset value. If yeah. I want to put, and this is very oversimplified. So if somebody's there who's works for a big tax firm, okay, please, I'm sorry. Okay. Trying to just. <laughs> Very simplified. We're simplifying. We're simplifying. And then, of course, oh, there's... Zach, we only have 10, 15 minutes, so... And then, of course, there's income tax, right? Which is the tax on yeah. your income, right? And Very the way well you think about income tax is, let's say you make $100. And for federal tax purposes, you make $100. Then you got to look at that $100 and think of that $100 in the shape of a pizza. Okay? Yeah. Depending on which state you made the money in, the state has a right to tax that 
their portion. So if California is 10% of your income, yeah, then California could imagine cutting a slice of pizza representing 10% of that hundred dollars and California could tax that. That's their slice. Yeah. Right. And yeah. New York might be 5%. So they could tax 5% of that hundred dollar pizza. Do you see what I'm saying? So yeah. each state has this right now. Seems really simple, right? And it could be, but it's actually one of the most complicated things in the country to deal with. And companies have hundreds of people on their payroll to deal with it. Like large companies have yeah. a lot of people. Most like, local accountants legal do not- department teams, yeah. Not even legal, just accountants and compliance nerds. Yeah. And then the lawyers to boot, to defend it, right? Like I used to defend some of this stuff. When you got it wrong or when the states would argue with you, it's like, duh, 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 duh. so imagine now you have to do that because- you shipped a pallet of inventory to Amazon and then Amazon broke it up and shipped it to all of their other warehouses. So fulfilled it by Amazon. You familiar with the program? Yeah, yeah, yep. So now Amazon has a warehouse in every state. So then the states say, and you have Nexus in every state because Amazon put your inventory there. Well, we called Bravo Sierra bullshit on that pretty early on. We actually just won a case in Pennsylvania, the first case ever on the issue. And they agreed with us. We said, yeah, no, Amazon... Where Amazon puts your inventory can't establish your tax presence, but California case is still out there. If you want to read a really sad story, Google Isabel Rubinas, R-U-B-I-N-A-S, is a case we took on pro bono. And we were just trying to get into court, yeah. let alone defender. But this woman, her business tanked during COVID and the government took like the last three grand out of her bank account. The state of California took Jeez. the last three grand out of her bank account right before Christmas. What's weird is she lives in Illinois. She's never even been to California. I think she went to Disney World once, Disneyland once. So it's like, she's living in Illinois, running her business. Yeah. And the state of California comes in and takes like the last few bucks out of her account right before Christmas. And so you can read through the article in the Chicago Tribune about her and about the case we tried to bring. We can't even get in the door. Like the tax law is so messed up and so inappropriate for this environment we're in that we're fighting. So we say what rights we have. Actually, it's unknowable. We don't know what rights. I can tell you that we're fighting. I even started a nonprofit trade association called the Island Merchant Skills. Because I'm trying to get sellers to come together, let's pool our money, let's pool our resources and actually have a really powerful tr trade and lobbying organization that fights for Amazon and e-commerce sellers, not just Amazon, all e-commerce sellers. And so that's the vehicle we've been using, but we're by no means fully funded to do what we could be doing. Like what we could be doing as Amazon sellers is controlling e-commerce sellers, excuse me, is controlling the dialogue of the rights of e-commerce sellers. In fact, we wanted to create Right. When Congress was obsessed with passing this antitrust bill that would supposedly break up Amazon, which really it wouldn't, it just would, it would just lead to 10 Where's years of litigation thinking? and nothing. <laughs> yeah. And I, we were the number one cited resource in the antitrust report, like the stuff that we submitted to Amazon, to the government. Yeah. And believe me, we're all about dealing with Amazon and their unfair treatment. But what the government was proposing made no sense to us. And one of the things we were proposing was the first and foremost was the seller bill of rights, which is how to be treated fairly. If you're going to yeah. be using Amazon, the railroad of e-commerce. Yeah. It's another expression we're going to take credit for. I'm not going to personally take credit for it, but I would say that we, our organization takes credit for it. Because they used it in the antitrust yeah. committee testimony, the hearings, Congress, a lot of members of Congress were calling it the railroad of e-commerce. Because Amazon is the railroad of e-commerce, there needs to be rules of the road because it can't yeah. just be like willy-nilly kicking people off or self-dealing. 
And so it, we, it sounds like you guys really go in and help the e-commerce brands understand not only what their rights are, but what the tax codes are. So these are the ones. The tax that, is just one yeah. issue, right? Yeah. Tax is like and the yeah. right not to be overly burdened with tax returns and tax yeah. forms, which is something that the states. freaking expensive. I have to pay a crap ton and I'm a service-based business. I don't even right. ship anything. And I have right. to pay a ton in taxes every year. Well, we're not even talking about how much you're paying the taxes. We're talking about how much you have to pay your accountants. Like, imagine how much you have to pay your yes. accountant if you had to file well, 10,000. Yes. For me, it's probably somewhere between 2,500 and three grand a year. And you, probably, a you probably file in one state return or one federal. Yeah, just one. Yeah, so now you got to file 10,000 jurisdictions. Thank Gosh, how are these good luck. Where are you going to find an accountant in your neighborhood who's going to know how to do that? Exactly. They're and like, this is where I, I'm like super excited that you're on the podcast because that's what you guys do. But also because well, we don't file tax returns, I assure you that. We don't we, file we, te we teach you, you how to risk no. manage and deal with this it smartly. More information that I think the e-commerce brands need because I know a lot of founders who struggle with this because they're like, "How am I supposed to know? How am I supposed to even exactly?" Know where to so there's ways to deal with it that make common sense. But the, what I tell you not to do is the worst mistake that founders make is they go and they register in every state in every town and they listen to Tax Jar and Avalara. And those companies who have only one goal in mind, which is to get you to sign up for all those. Now, the beauty is with sales tax, if you sell solely on Amazon, Amazon pays the tax now. Like they collect yeah. it. So it's been resolved in all states, I still think, except for Kansas, maybe still out there. Maybe, but for them, for, for, from a materiality and risk perspective, the risk is pretty much off, right? Yeah. For sales and use tax, but not for income tax. And in fact, this crazy, we want to see something crazy. There's this real like group think, there's this like group think tank of idiots uh, called the Multi-State Tax Commission who like think about like how to tax the, you know, like the future of tax and how tax should work in the future. And they're all like old men. So they're really, so they're all like the kind of people who would ask Mark Zuckerberg, like how he makes money on Facebook when he doesn't charge. Or one of them asked me like, if you can still pay for things on Amazon with a check to the seller. So these geniuses came up with a list of like ways you could be subject to income tax because of your e-commerce presence. And one of them was like, my favorite was that if you have a, a chat bot, so if you have a robot chat bot on your website that responds to customer service inquiries, yeah. that's then you're gonna have to pay taxes in that state. Or in every state. So in other words, your chat bot, because your chat bot will answer a question from a customer in that state, you are technically in the state and therefore have its filing requirement in that state. So you can be therefore filing in every state just for having a stupid chat bot on your website. I had no idea that this, what's the It's word, like nonsense. And then California adopted that as their legal policy, not as a law, but it has... Because they've been like, this is just the law in effect. We're just interpreting the law as it is today, at least on well, today's I, tech. That's the hardest so now part. Now we can go back 10 years and go and get more of your income tax for 10 years back. That's the hardest so, part about being in this business is the fact that laws can change based upon an interpretation. My rights are going to change based upon somebody else's interpretation of a law. We like, recently saw that at the Supreme Court. <laughs> recently. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get I'm not going to get into it because we stay very no. apolitical on this stuff. But. It's a great example of, I thought my rights were X and this is, but this is what happens when you, when the law is written this way, right? Is being yeah. interpreted by a court or the court by itself is making an yeah. interpretation is that it's subject to change. There is supposed to be this idea of res judicata where it's like, you should be able to reasonably rely on the way it was, but yeah. no. And in so taxes and the like, government is just obsessed with going after small business. I, this is the part yeah. that pisses me yeah. off. Like, why are they so obsessed with going after this? What is it that Missouri wants from me? Like, why does Missouri want you to spend $2,000 with your accountant to pay them 25 bucks yeah, so yeah. badly? What the heck is wrong with these people? 
we are in the system that currently this is the reality of the system. So my question it's is aggressive, you, yes. What can we do? What can we do as e-commerce brands? And maybe that's a good thing for the next episode. So we talked about like your background. This episode went deep into like this is the reality of the issue, which again is like stressing Sarah out a ton. But <clears throat> next episode, I want to talk about what exactly should the e-commerce brands do to be able to make absolutely it's the right word. I don't know, but. Before we do no, that, we should absolutely. There are things we can do. There, there are things I would yeah. love to do that I don't know how to do that I think could be done very well that could highlight the problem. I actually love, yeah. would love to talk about what you do. So, love volunteer. I'm looking for people to help me. I don't yeah. know. As I'm an old, old guy. I'm from a different generation. Like I can build my own desktop computer, but I don't. That, that's my tech. That's my tech stack. That's useless now. That's useless. You never I can know. help you fix you. If your 56k modem doesn't go, sure. <laughs> <laughs> right way. I can probably help you fix those settings too. That's so funny. Okay. So next episode, that's what we're going to talk about is what can we do? What's being done to be able to put these better processes into place so that the e-commerce brands are better protected. But for this one, where can people find you if they want to find out like what you're doing and how to work with you? you know, so yeah. So we're, this is my passion. This is it's the stuff we're talking about. The stuff that's interesting. This is like my 20%. This is my pro bono. This is my passion project through the online merchant skills. This is a nonprofit trade association, but I'm actually a lawyer in private practice and we have a law firm and we help you with launching, growing, exiting your brand and, and then repeating because a lot of times like that flywheel, you want to do it again. Or if you're a reseller and you've got reseller issues, you've got brands saying, you can't sell this on Amazon. Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how we'll see about that. Two ways to reach us. So we have a full service law firm called Raffleson Law, and it's ecom.law, E-C-O-M dial A-W. Go there and contact us and say hello. But we actually have this cool little legal plan called Seller Basics, sellerbasics.com. That's sellerbasics.com. And that's $99 a month. And there's no contract. So you can even just try it for a month to quit. So it's like really like <laughs> low commitment value here. Yeah. And the cool thing about it is a couple of things. One is you get free consultations with lawyers like me or my team. So if you have an FDA or an FDC question, should I put your child will get straight A's on my supplement bottle? That's a good question. Yeah. Have, maybe you want to have one of our FDA lawyers answer that for you so that you don't get in trouble. So we have a service like that. And if your Amazon account gets shut down or your ASIN gets shut down, we all charge for that service. So it includes suspension services as well as part of that. We treat it as insured services as part of your $9 a month. That way you don't get built for five grand like some of these other suspension gurus do that don't even who aren't even lawyers i just yeah. i don't want to go there so i don't want to be mean to them um, but they, thank just, you this is wonderful let's move on to the next episode so that we can get into your onward. thoughts on what the brand should do because again we don't want to doomsday it for you people thank you Mesa is used by customers like Mudwater, Chubbies, and over 500 others who want to stop wasting time and money with repetitive tasks. Mesa lets brands like yours work smarter and balance clever workflows with solid infrastructure. Head to getmesa.com, G-E-T-M-E-S-A.com to start automating your store.